0: When the government of the People's Republic of China is ready to engage in talks it will find us receptive to agreements that further the legitimate national interests of China and its neighbors. Will you switch that call to my
1: office?
2: Yes, we will, sir. Thank you. Are you ready, Henry? Yes, please proceed, Mr. Ambassador. We thank President Yahya of Pakistan for conveying to us verbally a message from President Nixon. China has always tried to negotiate by peaceful means. Taiwan and the Straits of Taiwan are an inalienable part of China, which have now been occupied by foreign troops of United States for the last 15 years. In order to discuss the subject of the vacation of Chinese territories called Taiwan, a special envoy of President Nixon's will be most welcome in Peking. Thank
3: you very much, Mr. Ambassador. I'll get this to the President right away.
2: Nixon's China Choice The -the behind-the-scenes story of Richard Nixon and Henry Kissinger's secret diplomacy that ended the first Cold War between the United States and the People's Republic of China. Featuring President Richard Nixon. We've
0: gotten a little break here. We were hoping we'd get one.
2: National Security Advisor Henry Kissinger Well, maybe you and I could get together this week White House Chief of Staff H.R. Bob Holderman Late this afternoon, the President had Henry and me in And U.S. Secretary of State Bill Rogers
3: What I'm calling about is to
4: see if you have any initial reaction
2: Also featuring First Lady Pat Nixon And New York Governor Nelson Rockefeller Act One Featuring guest voice actors Ezra Stanley as Henry Kissinger.
3: Thank you very much, Mr. Ambassador.
2: And to hear Ubaid Chaudhry as the Pakistan ambassador. Are you ready, Henry? Now for Act One, Two China's One World.
0: The Chinese seem to be grabbing so much now that... Uh...
3: Yeah, but they haven't actually invited anyone yet.
0: What I was thinking of was just as a temporary delaying action to say that the president is in California or something like that and that we will be replying. And, and, and that I've already said, that there will well, be a constructive reply in two weeks. weeks. In two weeks. Oh, you've told, you told that yeah. to the... It's ambassador. Yeah. Well, if you could add to that reply, is that in the meantime, we feel that, that there will be many requests and that we feel that other visits by political people, by representatives of this government or the Congress and so forth should be held in abeyance until we are ready and they will have a constructive reply in a matter of a couple of weeks. Right. Good idea. Right, Mr. President. Right, I'll get that done tomorrow.
1: Thursday, February 25th, State of the World Message Day. president came over to the private office and delivered the address on nationwide radio at 11 o'clock. Came out very well. He uh, then did a Five-minute TV clip for the news tonight.
5: The ABC Evening News is brought to you by the members of the Glass Container Manufacturers Institute.
4: Red China, that threatening enigma to the Soviet Union, is extended a friendly, cooperative hand by the president. His tone is toward a two-China policy of protecting Taiwan while recognizing Peking. We
0: will search for constructive discussions with Communist China
4: while maintaining our defense
0: commitments... To Taiwan that he has here an administration is not going to just stand by and let Taiwan go down the drain we're, we're trying to hold our position as best we can exactly and but um, the uh for every
3: reason we've got to have uh a diversion from Vietnam in this country for a while that's the point isn't it yeah and we need it for our game with the Soviets yeah yeah and We would be doing the Soviets the greatest favor if we rejected this overture
0: and we would get nothing for it. That's right. That's right. That's, that's what they'd like for us to do. They'd like for us to sort of slap the Chinese in the face, but we're not doing it. We're,
5: we're being, uh, we're not going overboard, but we're saying, well, if they open the door, we'll open the door. Chinese Premier Zhou Enlai told some American newspaper men that before the United States can achieve normal diplomatic relations with his country, the United States will have to remove the military and naval forces which protect nationalist China on Taiwan. Taiwan, he said, is part of China and its reunion with the mainland is an internal Chinese affair.
0: Well, they've opened that up, that it is not to be just Taiwan, haven't they?
5: Well, they've... Given one of these
3: very ambiguous formulations, but we could fix that.
0: I suppose their, their reply is one that we'll come over and talk about Taiwan. Well, that, that we can't do. No. We, that, that, there's no limit to that. There isn't going to be any meeting, you know. Well, Mr. President, yeah. these,
3: the difference between them and the Russians is that if you drop some loose change and try to pick it up, the Russians step on your fingers and fight you for it. The Chinese mm-hmm. don't do that. So I think that, they, that they, they probably figure they cannot trick us out of Taiwan. They have to have a fundamental
1: understanding. Yeah. Brooded some again today, as he does frequently, about the question of how Taiwan can survive now. And uh, that obviously really concerns him.
3: Mr. President, Mr. Haldeman.
1: Hello. Yes, sir. I'm back. I didn't know if you wanted me to come in with the yeah. Henry there. Late this afternoon, the President had Henry and me in just uh, a little talk before he went home for dinner. The happenstance that the President met today with the Chinese ambassador should make the press sit up and wonder what we're up to, and uh, could be kind of intriguing. We then got into a general talk about uh, China policy. All of them very pleased because of the uh, ping-pong exchange, which may be a good lead into our trade announcement on Wednesday.
5: Direct from our newsroom in New York, this is the CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite.
4: Good evening. The bamboo curtain has been cracked by a ping-pong ball. For some time, there have been indications of a potential thaw in the more than two decades of icy relations between the United States and Red China. With the visit of the U.S. table tennis team to China, the thaw suddenly has begun.
5: Today, the president moved promptly into the opening made by our ping-pong team. ABC White House correspondent Tom Jarrow reports. The White House felt the new, friendlier attitude of the Red Chinese made it timely for the president to announce today five diplomatic initiatives decided on weeks ago but not revealed until now. Of these moves, opening
4: direct trade is the most significant. A direct trade embargo has been in effect for 21 years. The president plans to lift it for all except strategic goods. He promises to approve a specific itemized list later. Dr. Kissinger. Mr.
0: President. Hello, Henry. I was wondering how they, uh, have you checked in to see what, how they played the Chinese
3: thing today? Oh, yeah, it was tremendous. It's been a tremendous thing on television.
0: It's been the lead item on every uh, television thing. Well. I, uh, rather than Vietnam, for a change. <laughs> it's gone on and on and on. You know, I would say this. And the rest, they should have enough to write about for at least two weeks. I don't say it's oh, a lot, but two weeks. Of course, at the end of those two weeks, we may have something else to tell them. No.
4: At least one major U.S. firm has moved quickly to take advantage of the slight thaw in relations with Red China. United Airlines formally applied today for permission to extend its routes to serve the cities of Peking, Shanghai, and Canton. On Taiwan, Morley Safer sampled the reaction of the rival nationalist Chinese to the thaw. There was no panic here during the ping-pong diplomacy, or when the president announced the dropping of trade restrictions with the communists.
0: Now on the China thing, what we have to realize, Henry, is that in terms of the American public opinion, it is still against communist China. You know. Right. So we're not uh, we're not making any boasts of this. Uh, But on the other hand, the intellectuals intellectuals will worry. They'll worry about something, and uh, it'll just worry them to think that something else is up. How about the the Taiwan thing? That's uh, sort of worrisome. I don't know a damn thing we do about those. Or...
4: What Taiwan thing? So here on Taiwan, the Republic of China, the response to the new relationship between Communist China and the United States is simply that the inevitable, no matter how undesirable, can be put off no longer.
0: Well, I mean they're concerned about what we've said.
4: Right, but they haven't expressed
0: it yet, have they? I don't think so. Oh, I think there was something in the paper indicating that Taiwan was concerned. Well, but that's inevitable. They have to say that.
4: Taiwan's new foreign minister and ex-ambassador to Washington, Zhou Shu Kai. The communists uh, have been trying to erode, destroy the minds of the American people. What if communist China invited a a ping-pong team from Taiwan?
5: Well, if we send uh, any people to the mainland, it will be for the purpose of uh, helping our compatriots to overthrow the communist tyranny and to liberate our brethren from their enslavement.
0: Oh, well, Henriette, uh, the thing uh, is, an historic change is going to take place. It has to take place. And it better take place when they've got a friend here rather than when they've got an enemy here. But we have to be called the father, yeah? We have to do what's best for us.
4: Even the young people here regard their presence on Taiwan as only temporary. History will decide on how they return to China.
0: I have come in?
4: Yes, Mr. President.
3: I told you, Mr. President, that the most sophisticated analysis of the World report was made by Chu and Lai. You remember I said that yeah. two months ago? Yeah. He's the only fellow who's understood it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, his analysis, in effect, realized what we were doing. Yeah? That's right. We make the breakthrough in China. This is the biggest thing that's ever happened, and you know Twenty years, Henry. It's a historic turning point, Mr. President. That's right. They all know it, don't they? Oh, no question. Not a question. Worrisome, but uh, we won't get any credit. But who knows? Oh, you'll get credit. On this, you've gotten full
1: credit. The first time. You think so? Oh, yes. Yeah. The whole China thing has given us maneuvering room with the Russians because now we're not backed against the wall. The problem now is that we've got to avoid making too much hay out of China because they might pull the rug out from under us, and we don't want to get our neck out that far.
0: One way or another, we're not going to appear anxious about it, because we're not. We can we're, we can take it one way or the other, as it turns out.
1: Saturday, April seventeenth. President got into a review of the ASNE last night.
0: I thought you handled China beautifully. With China, we've got. The, I know I would handle that well, but. This is not the time to discuss the other things, but we're ready step by
1: step. He was pretty funny in commenting on the first question. It was tremendously effective that you turned that first question into a little speech on peace. And, um,
0: what was the first question about, January? Oh, yeah, yeah, about dream- what, what do you wake about? Wake up about? Oh, it's a silly question. And I sleep, I dream about peace all night. I know. crap. Everything else into a good framework
1: said this morning he wished he had answered with what he really wanted to say, which was he thought about going to the bathroom, just like everybody does when he wakes up in the middle of the night.
5: I have Governor Rockefeller. I'm the line, sir. Hello? Mr. President.
0: I just called you to tell you that I'm, uh, as one who uh, <clears throat> has to read the New York Times every morning to know what's going on, that I'm on your side in that rent fight with your, you not- your mayor. Good God, we don't want New York City to go down the tube. One thing I worry a little about: we're going to have to cut his his request in half mm-hmm. for new money, and he's going to start right out cutting uniform services, and then saying we're oh, yeah. preventing his fight on crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The police, the firemen, all that. Yeah. I wondered, in view of some of these uh, killings, right? And so forth, the police. If we could, mm-hmm. there was any possibility of getting some emergency funds for, for that the purpose mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Washington. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, I'll do. I'm going to see John Erdman in a few minutes. I'll raise it with him. I I felt so strongly, as I'm sure you did, when those two policemen Mm -hmm. were murdered. And they're good people. Those police are good people in your city. You know they aren't. There's no police brutality. Well, very little police brutality in New York City. You know that. There
4: isn't enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Vice President Agnew reportedly has expressed misgivings about the table tennis team's visit to Red China. The AP cites a source as saying that in a private session with Republican governors, Agnew quote seemed to be implying we should not have a thaw.
1: Tuesday, April 20th, the next big item of the day was a monumental flap arising from a rather weird off-the-record press deal that uh, the vice president had Sunday night. Apparently after midnight he called nine press people to his suite and spent three hours with them, during which he expressed his disagreement with the idea of letting down the barriers with China and his extreme dissatisfaction with the press reporting of the Chinese ping-pong tour. The president made the point that his first mistake was to have drinks with reporters, and he made the point that the vice president should realize they'll just use this to destroy the vice president. He said he doesn't understand the big picture in this whole Chinese operation, which is, of course, the Russian game. We're using the Chinese thaw to get the Russians shook. My major worry is that, we'll,
3: that if we if we get too eager that the Chinese will start going back into a shell. And I agree. that's by the way
0: you've played it, and I agree. that's where I the agree. Democrats I don't, do damage. I sure as hell don't expect to get eager at all with the Chinese. Oh, no, you unless, unless the Russian thing drops. Then then the Chinese may want to be eager. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, and we will too. That's we can't just assume then, well, we'll wait till 1974. Oh, no. See, oh, God. No. Uh, this is one of those things where... But I don't believe, I think I think our Chinese game energy exactly is exactly as it's being played, very cool and aloof, and uh, yet uh, the door is open now. You walk in, kids, and you're moved. Mr. President, I must
3: uh, tell you, honestly, I believe that we have a 30% chance, even if we play the Russian game, of having a high-level Chinese one next year. Yeah,
4: yeah. The president's second news conference in 48 hours was on his lawn. Mr. Nixon did not believe he had been given enough opportunity in his Thursday night news conference to answer questions about domestic affairs, especially about what he sees as the upsurging economy. He also doesn't want anti-war protesters to dominate Sunday morning newspaper space. We're going to see to it that the thousands of government workers who have a right to go to work peacefully are not interfered with by those
0: militants, those few militants, who, in the name of demonstrating for peace abroad,
4: presume that they have the right to break the peace at home.
0: You had somebody for me? Not us, Mr. President. Mrs. Nixon, he said it.
3: Oh. Mm
4: -hmm. Nixon is president.
0: Yeah. Dick, you know, I had planned a a congressional, one of the ones, on Monday. And according to uh, the information we have, that's the day that, we were They're sure. going to try to stop all washing in the yeah. bridges, et cetera, and et cetera. Do you think—and some of the ladies have called in. Oh, And yeah. kind of— Yeah, concerned. let me just check. I got Holman coming in just now. I'll check with him. The, yeah. Because he's got the report from the command center. Yeah. If it's going to be bad. Our help can't come. They're not going to ask the help to come. Did you know that? Well, the help— well, yeah. you, well, they sure we sell can't well. party on they're the property. Fine, fine. The help will be there. Uh, we'll have them stay overnight. We'll arrange it it's on Sunday. Don't worry about the budget thing. We've got a special fund for that purpose. It's that we'll just have the, the help stay in a hotel or something like that and then come in. Fair enough? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it'll work fine. Okay. You see, we just must not appear that we're going to, to be, yeah, let them. they driving us eye. out. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. We're not going to let them do it. And okay. if you have half a crowd, that's all right. Mm-hmm. Fine.
4: Okay? Good. Bye. This is NBC Nightly News with Frank McGee in New York, and in Washington,
5: John Chancellor. Good evening. Following this weekend's big and peaceful, mainly peaceful, anti-war demonstration outside the Capitol in Washington, there were demonstrators inside today who weren't quite as peaceful.
3: John Chancellor, with whom I had lunch today, said he thought that the tide had turned. Did he really? Yeah. What turned it? Well, he I said he, he didn't think that the demonstration on Saturday was all that spectacular. Yeah. And he said, what's happening this week is going to ruin it completely. Or, you know, be overplaying, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Well, Chancellor loves the China thing, doesn't he?
3: Oh, he's absolutely crazy about it. Yeah. And he's beginning to think that you've set up, a, he said, he doesn't quite know yet what you're doing, but you've got some great ploy up your sleeves. You're much too
0: cool, he said. We're going to play it awfully cool on uh, uh, Thursday night. I'm just going to just say, I don't want to get into the business of, well, what are we going to do about two Chinas, and what are we going to do about the UN, and what are we going to do about Taiwan, and do we still stand by Taiwan, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just going to finesse all questions on China by saying this. There, there have been some developments here that, that uh, are significant, and that I don't think the interest of the nation would be served by commenting publicly on them at this time. Just, right. just What do you think? Don't you think? Just, I think that's right. That would be just be enigmatic as hell. That would be the best possible position to take. And uh, what is really intriguing about this is that uh, after Laos, when these bastards were all saying, "Well, this broke it off with the Chinese," In and the Cambodia, rest. they were saying the same yeah. thing. But here comes Laos, though. Let's look at that one. Where, where after Laos, when, when uh, the people over two to one think it failed and all they're at, you know, they've had all the polls show that and so forth. And we know that. And yet, uh, here uh, here comes a a Chinese move, the 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 ping pong team, and now something that is so much more significant that that looks pales into nothing. Exactly. And uh, that's the kind of thing that, uh, if we can play it cool, can be have an enormous significance. An enormous significance. And uh, well, look. I, I'm sure, too, that it is not any accident that Mao Zedong made that statement to Edgar Snow. I mean... Uh... Of course.
5: Edgar Snow is an author and a friend of Mao Zedong. His interview with Mao last December has come, caused something of a stir. We interviewed Snow in Geneva today. He said he doesn't think Mao Zedong will want the Chinese seat in the U.N. as long as the nationalist Chinese are members. And then Snow was asked about the new look in relations between Washington and Peking. It does look as though China is making one more effort to try to bring about a rational solution for American Chinese problems. This time, more than ever, it's up to the United States to uh, act in an earnest and serious way toward China and see things from their point of view after 20, more than 20 years of American attempts to bring about the downfall of the People's Republic.
0: Mr. President? Yeah, hello, Henry. You in your office? Yeah, I just got back. I'm over at the uh, Oval Office. All right, do you want Bye. to come by? Sure. Right. The more I think about it, the envoy thing, if we're going to go, I think we ought to go at the highest level. Right? Well, I think the envoy could prepare for it. It might, but in L-R- it might take a lot of the zip out of it, too. You know what I mean? uh, You just can't tell, and I don't know if there's anybody we can trust to send over there.
1: Wednesday, April 28th, regarding Henry's uh, major development, there was a long discussion about implementation, primarily the question of uh, selection of an emissary, with uh, the president ruling out himself or Rogers, and then ruling out Kissinger because that would... Break all the China with state.
5: Uh, Dr. Kissinger's in the barber chair now. Oh, fine. When he finishes. All right. Hello. Dr. Kissinger returning your call, sir.
0: Hello.
5: There you are.
0: <clears throat> Hello, Henry. Mr. President. I had a couple of uh, thoughts on this. Uh, I've been trying to think of uh, whether there is something else, and let me just throw a real wild one out. How about Nelson? No can't do it well
3: he wouldn't be disciplined enough yeah, yeah. although he uh, yeah.
0: he's a possibility you see the point is that uh, it's a way to really engulf him and completely in a in a big deal that, you know well, it, it, let me think about outside of government you see I might be able to hold him in check yeah, for uh, yeah and, and uh, the idea being that he's not there to, to load the Chinese but for purpose of getting something done for us I, on second thought, Mr. President, yeah. I'd like to... It's intriguing. On Nelson, just just thinking it out loud, you have a, you know, a, I mean, that the Chinese would consider him important. Of course, uh, <laughs> we know Nelson's sort of a wild hare when he gets running around. And
3: Well, I think for one operation, I could keep him under control.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, to them, of course, a Rockefeller is a tremendous thing. That's
0: right. The visibility there would be enormous. Whatever the, what that would do to the uh, the libs in this country would be absolutely wouldn't that do a man oh god oh, okay. send a Rockefeller over there you know Jesus Key raised. anyway that's something to think about too a good problem to have yeah we got a we got a little more uh, luxury than we usually have <laughs> that's right normally we haven't got much to move with but uh,
3: I think if we get this thing working will end Vietnam this year.
1: No decisions made at that time. We had another session in the afternoon, and uh, Henry had his thoughts more in line by then and made the point that he was the only one who really could handle this and that the way to go at it was, in effect, to uh, set it up for the president with a secret meeting prior to that with Henry. And that's... uh, the way it was left as Henry took off late this afternoon for a week in Palm Springs.
4: The next step for the Nixon administration is likely to come on or before the fall session of the United Nations. By that time, President Nixon will have a decision on whether the United States is to continue opposing U.N. admission for Communist China. Then, Rather, CBS News, the White House.
5: We'll have more news in a moment. What's the best to the chicken of the sea? I did. Oh Pat,
0: I've uh, got to go out uh, on, the, on the Sequoia with a couple of people, on the, so I, I won't be back there for dinner. Okay. Yeah, swell. Thank you. Bye.
2: We hope you enjoyed Act 1 of Nixon's China Choice. Please support this project with a PayPal donation. In Act 2, personal conflict between Kissinger and Rogers and the President's distrust of the Foreign Service complicate efforts to keep the initiative a secret.